This podcast is brought to you by Clean Cup Coffee, 100% organic, non-GMO coffee delivered straight to your door. They're not just coffee beans. They got all sorts of coffee products from soaps to candles. Place your order today at cleancupcoffee.com. You got any questions or comments while you're listening? Feel free to use the hashtag RacesRecap. If you want to see the video versions of this podcast, check it out at RacesRecap.com. Look forward to chatting with you. Hey there, what do you say there, world? My name is Justin, and this is... Diana. Being joined by... Krista will not be joining us tonight, but we have a very special guest who has a very special guest with her as well. The one and only Sherry. Sherry, who's that? This is my little girl, Lily. It's the only female child in the family. Ooh, uh, that's tough. There's like six or seven boys in that house, ain't Yeah, there? five boys, and then if you include daddy, six boys. Oof. It's a lot of men in one house. A lot of men in one house, yes. <laughs> all right, one girl. We, sit, we had to stick together. But you're all, you're all so pretty, though. I, it's, Oh, oh, yeah, we got some cute-looking kids. <laughs> who spends the most time getting ready in the morning, Lily? Um, I think my dad. <laughs> <laughs> Under the bus. <laughs> there you go. Daddy, daddy is prettier. <laughs> All right, so we're watching this. Uh, before we get jump into this episode, obviously we want to talk to you. Is there anything from the previous episodes that you've seen and that you wanted to – clear up and make sure that people know we know you have a sensitive heart we know you have a very tight family uh you said this five boys and a girl yeah um okay well golly i didn't even think about that but um i guess i guess the first thing is that um uh it was like really hard to like lead the, like everyone was like everyone was so excited to do the race and then like we were the ones that were crying and I just think because we're such like a close family that the thought of like leaving and then not having any way to like let them know that we were safe or and there was so like I know there's always terrorism going on but there just seemed to be up just a little bit right when we were heading off so um, Cole's a daddy's boy, and I think all he thought about was, like, his dad was going to be worried about him, and there was no way to let him know that we were okay. And um, I just think we just got all caught up in that emotion. And then myself, I had put extra pressure on myself because I felt that maybe one of the boys in the family would have been a stronger uh, competitor, and he got stuck with mom <laughs> i don't think so, that, see, i don't think that's fair on you he didn't get stuck with anyone like well that's how before. i felt <laughs> so that's how i felt like i just thought that it would have been a stronger team if he'd been like with a you know his strong brothers or dad and you know so i, I just wanted to i didn't want to let him down i just wanted to be like so like so so badass and everything and then <laughs> i'm just not <laughs> Well, see, the thing about the race is that the strongest teams don't always win. It's the, it's the most balanced teams. Nobody's won the race more than male-female teams. Nobody. And there's a reason for that because you need a balance. And you bring – if, if it was a bunch of – if it was him and his brother there, his brother would not have given him the pep talk to do the right thing, to make the right moves, and you guys – they would have already been out. So that's just one example off the top of my head that's the reason that you're still in the race and that you balance each other. That's true, and I think if he was on there with his brother, they might have still be on the mountain fighting. 
<laughs> so don't, definitely don't underestimate your skills on the race. And there's nothing wrong with crying. You definitely nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, but when they do it, it's like cute and loving. When you do it, it's like you're just a crybaby. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I will say, though, the one thing that I, th I think people at home don't realize that Sherry brought up a good point is when you don't do the race, you literally lose all contact with the outside world for like a good month. Like you have zero contact. So it, it is kind of worrisome because you have no idea what you're coming back to with life. Like you essentially just leave everything. everything. Yeah. And, and we've gotten a lot of criticism. Um, you know, we've gotten a lot of criticism because we're the social media cast and, oh, we're just taking selfies, selfies, selfies. And, oh, do they have phones? And, boy, aren't they pish posh and all that stuff. No, <laughs> we, we didn't have phones. We didn't we, – we had cameras, but they were, like, probably from, like, the original camera that you could finally, like, flip up and turn around, like, probably, like, <laughs> late 80s, you know. They were not – we weren't, like – you know, flipping around the country or the world with with cell phones. So all the all the haters out there, they're thinking that we were like all taking selfies and and using our devices, and we weren't. We we had no contact. And I have a question about that. Did you get to keep all the footage that you took of yourselves with the cameras, or did you have to give that all back? No, after. I guess it's okay for me to say after each leg we had to turn our cameras in and they downloaded everything and wiped the camera and they gave it back to us. But right, like after the race, like did you get that private footage or no? What um, you see that we've been posting pictures. Okay. What they do is they have emailed us pictures or pictures that they say is okay for us to post. Gotcha. So we probably get like 20 pictures, I guess. I mean, not 20 pictures each. Right. You know, total. but total that we can. And then they'll give us like a GIF. And I guess, is that how you say it? I think it's how you say it. That's how I say it. I don't know. That's how I say it either. I'm not the social media person, so I don't know. Now you are. Now you're like <laughs> right up there with Cole. Oh, no, no. <laughs> You're going to get your own channel, and it's going to be more popular than his. <laughs> I doubt that. I doubt that. Now, unless people like to watch me, like, clean the counters. And uh, the yeah, I know my mom would watch you clean because my, mom, my mom's hobbies are working and cleaning. You don't, you don't realize how many mothers there are out there like you who don't have very many shows to watch. And having six kids has got to be something that uh, um, other mothers can, like, kind of relate to but kind of be in awe of how you yeah. keep your house in order. <laughs> well, it's kind of in order. I did clean the table off just in case, you know, y'all could see it. I don't want to be like, you know, a bunch of Easter candy up there. <laughs> All right, so let's get to some questions about this leg or any other legs if you guys have uh, questions right off the bat. Just want to clear one thing up. At this point in the race, uh, Cole had done three roadblocks, and you had only done two, so this was your third roadblock, correct? Yes. Um, this is – you know, because I've been reading some other stuff. People are thinking that I, I'm doing it all. I'm not. I did the first one, and then he did two in a row. So when we – or no, he did three in a row. Yeah. Because he did Mochilla, he did the Volcano Mud, and he did um, the UN Flag. So really we were one to three. And then I did Chamonix because that required height, and that was what I was supposed to do. So um, that's how – you know, so we were three-two. So when we got to this – um, I'll just go ahead and say it. 
I know everyone was like, oh, well, he's the boy. He should have changed the oil. Why did he change the oil? Well, first off, I fit everything in the house. I have changed. I have replaced garbage disposal. I replaced light fixtures. I have cleaned out the back of the refrigerator. I have changed electrical cords on the back of a dryer. Um, I take apart my computer and figure it out. So when we buy something, I put it together. So I'm the... (laughs) To fix it I love doing that stuff so when I saw like just change the oil I've never changed oil but I'm like well I mean I should be able to change oil it's it I put that under a skill that's a skill and I was to do skills so so if you look I didn't even budge it was just like oh I'll do that like yeah. I, I thought I was like oh there's no big deal I can do it and I didn't think it was a problem or an issue at all. Like, there's no problem with girls changing oil as opposed to guys changing oil. Yeah, I probably would have done this like, one. Like, I, I really think Diana would have done it. Yeah, I would have probably done it. There was, like, it. Ikea directions, too, right? There, like, pictures and stuff. Yeah, so. it, it, was, it was, like, so – it wasn't that the task was difficult to, to do, I mean, to follow. The instructions were very, very, very clear. Step one, step two, step three, step four. So it was, like I, – I, I, now – I didn't see that until after I said I would do it, but it was just like, oh, there's no big deal. I can do this. That's no big deal. Okay. I will say that like, the people that are complaining online, I don't like it for a couple reasons. A, because when you go to a roadblock, you may have some idea what the roadblock is, but at the end of the day, you really don't fully grasp what the idea is. Like, essentially, y'all read who's feeling drained. Y'all can look around and see some stuff, but y'all still have to make the decision. Second, I also don't like that they're like, I don't like, why did Cole let his mom do that? That's belittling not only you, Sherry, but like women in general. And I just don't like that. Like you are, you're like a strong woman that can handle this. And I don't know why people are like, I don't know why Cole let her mom do that. That's not fair to Cole or you. And I don't know. That just got on me. I didn't like it. I don't either. He's my boy. And, you know, he's being called, you know, some have said, you know, oh, he's such a wimp. He's a wussy or whatever. No, it's that. I'm the one, I'm the fix it. And, and actually I like fixing things. I like to look at things and figure out how, why is it broken? How can I fix it? It's just, I'm, my dad's like that. I'm like, I got that from my dad. Hey. That's like me. That's yeah. like when I saw the chairs for our finale, I was like, yes, I love putting things together. <laughs> I was really excited. Yeah. She's, she definitely does that part of me. And, and at this point, I mean, come on, uh, there is no real gender for anything anymore, especially in the amazing race. Cause we've seen yeah. girls power through and beat guys on everything. So that goes to the side. Now, Cole is a mama's boy or a daddy's boy. Let's get daddy's this straight. Boy. She said daddy's boy, but he seems like a mama's boy. <laughs> He no 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 he's a daddy's boy he is big time daddy's boy yeah so that was another reason why I felt so badly I was like oh my word the boy just got out of the house to college and now he's got to travel the world with his mom <laughs> he would have had a lot of fun with his dad but I mean we get along great I mean but he loves he loves his daddy <laughs> it was cute watching him like. You know, like be so supportive of you when you were struggling and trying to find the right words to keep encouraging you. And I love that. I love the part in the cab when you guys thought you were last and you were racing and Tyler and Corey went one way and he was just like, no, mama, you did great. You did great. And I just I thought that was so sweet to see that that like little moment between the two of you. Well, and if you notice right before we found out we were saved, he did have like all the people were saying, well, why didn't he give his mom a hug? I think he, you know. Hey, I don't. Th- I think he's trying to comfort me, you know, verbally. But if you notice that we're at the pit stop, his arm is around me and he's holding me. So, 
does love me. <laughs> of course he loves you. It's easy to see how much he loves you. <laughs> There's certain times that, like, Diana does not want to be held in a moment, so she'll just be like this. So Most it's the, the same time. thing. I'm like, it's, it's, yeah, so it's not like I always want to squeeze her and kiss her and hug her and she's like, yeah, okay, yeah, we came in first. Leave us alone. He, needs a, he needs it more than I do. <laughs> and here's the thing, too, in, in Cole's defense, and this is kind of negative towards you, Sarah, and I apologize, but, like, when you're the person that's having to sit back and, like, watch your partner struggle, it's really hard to, like, try to keep a positive attitude. So the fact that you can even maintain that is really impressive. Because it, you know, at this point in the race, you're six floods in, you're sleepy, you're tired, mm -hmm. you had a good lead and y'all lost it. So it's, it would be so easy to just like pop off and yell. But the fact that he's like maintaining composure, being able to be supportive, I think that just speaks wonders. Yeah. yeah, you could tell he wasn't getting, I mean, I'm sure inside he was a little bit like frustrated, but he didn't show any of it. But it would be. He, right, said, right. he said that what was tough for him is when he realized I couldn't get the oil cap off. It hit him that I should, you know, I'm pretending like I'm cold. Right. I should be, I should be doing this. That if I was doing it, I would have already had the oil cap off or oil filter. And that's when I think he even like felt badly that, you know. Yeah, that, but. But if you knew what the whole task was, and they said this is the whole task, and you could pick before going in, I still think you would have you would have done it, right? So, oh yeah, there really yeah. isn't there isn't, really is no hindsight with that. It's just a, and this is you guys were rocking up to this point. It was what did you think that you did differently this leg that made you guys get so far ahead of people? If if you watch us, like in a lot of a lot of them, like really, like even the first leg, we. We were in fourth place, you know, and then it seems like what I've noticed is that we really do well 95% of the time. Um, I'll give you an example on this one. When we were running up the steps, the cascade, when we came down, Cole, I mean, Cole's really good. It's a lot of things you don't see, but right off the bat, he was like, how far is it to the carpet place? Because we decided to do carpet. And someone told us uh, it would be far. I can't remember if they said walk or taxi. But we, we immediately knew that we needed to do a taxi. And so we didn't, we didn't, I think some people were running for a little bit and then figured out they needed a taxi. We knew right away we needed a taxi. We grabbed one immediately and took off. So, um, and then we worked really well. I knew we would do very well with the carpet because I know how to do things. So we just kept our mind focused, and um, we weren't down. We weren't downbeat. And all right, now don't. Tyler has left the room here. Okay, so don't feel bad about answering this question. Was there any thoughts between you and Scott at the end to say, "Hey, Scott, help me out so we can kind of get ahead and maybe push Tyler, the strong team, Tyler and Corey out"? Uh, no, um, actually, it's funny because. I watched the show, and then I saw Tyler say, you know, what he said, which I'm not upset at all. It's, it is a competition. Um, so I, I didn't – there was no plan. I think what it was is that Scott felt so badly. I think Scott and Blair felt so badly that I was stuck there and that I couldn't get it off. And I don't know if Scott did a quick glance and saw that I was pulling it instead of pushing it. If he just felt – he just knew that he had to help me. That, that's the only thing. I, I just think I think it was all heart. I don't all think right. it was any competition. I just think. Well, he, he kind of said it. He was like, "You're not really supposed to help me, but how can you not help Sherry?" Yeah. So. Now, the, also one of the other things that people have also brought up is that this was a task where there's only two stations, and everybody has to go through this task. 
that there's not really other options for people to take. So uh, in other things like the diving boards where they had things like somebody had to jump off the diving board, you had a certain amount of time, you had to get it in or the next person would have to go. Was there anything like in those extra notes that we didn't see on the show that said you have this amount of time to accomplish it before the next person gets a chance and gets a chance, gets a chance, gets a chance to do it? Nope, just only two taxis could be up there at the same time. That was it. So, I guess, am I, am I allowed to go ahead and say this? Um, yeah. When, when Bernie got his taxi up there, Bernie didn't help me right away because he was working on his. Because I saw how easy he got his oil filter off. And I was like, Bernie, how'd you get your oil filter off so easily? And he was like, you know, I just turned it. So then... The other guys, uh, Scott, Matt, and Zach, all tried to get my oil filter off. They all tried to turn it off. They didn't, you know, twist it off, and it wouldn't move. It didn't budge. And Matt even looked at me. He's like, Sherry, I am sorry. I am a strong guy, but I couldn't even get that thing off. Hmm. And I think at that moment was when it just hit me like, oh, God, I'm like, I'm screwed. If, like, these three guys can't get it off, and get my taxi off, so then you got two taxis going. I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm stuck. Yeah, and it, so there was also some helping going on, uh, and the, some of it seems like strategy from the way it was edited, but it's also, I think you have the same thing like Mama D had on our cast, where you kind of wanted to help Mama D if she was ever struggling, because she was just so nice to you all the time. But she was a beast. But she, she hardly ever needed help. She's, <laughs> she, yeah, she's like you. You guys were just really strong, out, like women. Is there anything that you learned on this race about your son that you didn't already know because you're such a tight family? Um, let me think. I don't know. We are really tight. I mean, um, I think, you know, I think, yes, yes, yes. Um, oh, I'm going to get all emotional. <laughs> I was, um, you know, I, I think that it was nice that he saw me and, as a, as a strong person and that I could do things that I think that I had always felt that he thought I was a little bit, um, you know, kind of weak and silly. And so it was nice that I think is that he got to see that, um, you know, I'm strong and I don't know. Did any of that make sense? Can I bring up one thing from a, from a former episode that kind of got glossed over just because it didn't have an, an effect? How <laughs> awful is that 30 minute penalty? <laughs> Like having to sit through that. It's they. Oh gosh. We're just remember, everyone that's talking right now has had to deal with that penalty. Yeah. So not yeah. <laughs> and we're just sitting there, and we just and then we wanted to get up and walk around, and they don't let you get up and walk around. You have to just sit there. So then we're just sitting there like this. I kind of wish maybe they showed us because it would be one point in the race that we don't look really nice and friendly. <laughs> Because <laughs> we were just like, this is stupid. And I'm like, I want to talk to production because blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so you would have like seen like a little pissy side of us. <laughs> I love it. Just that would be a nice little mix-up. So who were who some of your favorite racers in the past? Were you a fan at all going in, or did you just uh, start binge-watching it once you were selected as Cole's partner? Yeah, um, ugh, I'm – Probably gonna be hated. We, I did start binge watching once. Um, once we got the email um, that they were thinking about Cole, um, I started binge binge watching. I had watched the show in the past, but when you have a lot of kids like we do, just being able to sit down and get 
hooked on a series, a show, you just can't because you got, you know, you got ball games every single night, you got school functions, you got homework, you got so much. So um, we weren't much on TV watchers as far as like being able to watch consistently to get fans. But saying that when I started binge watching, I really liked the um I like the Chippendale dancers. Yeah, they're because awesome. Because <laughs> I felt I, I love the way that they just raced and how they were nice to everybody. They enjoyed it looked to me like they enjoyed the experience. Like they were competitors, but they also wanted to enjoy it. And so that's kind of how Cole and I were going into it that this is definitely a competition, but at the end of the day, it is a life experience. And I know some people are going to hate that, but it's, it is. It's a life experience, and that's what I no. wanted. Hey, listen, everybody's not super fans on any season. There's been seasons, every season since the beginning, that people had no clue about the race until they got called. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as, you, as long as you don't go on the race and do something that is a blatant, like, oh, my God, she's never like, watched Like, get rid the race. of your taxi. Like, we like get rid of your taxi <laughs> at the end. I mean, that's you know? like uh, Amazing Race. Rule number one, never to do. Yeah, but I mean, there was there was circumstances. It wasn't me just saying, hey, go. It was, he's trying to steal money from me. It was just, yeah, but all right, let's not go there. <laughs> well, I, wa- I did. I watched, I watched tons, like tons and tons and took notes and like try to figure out like, okay, you do this, you don't do that. And, um, you know, I think it would have helped. What would have helped a little bit more is maybe if I had listened to like shows like this. Because when you watch these sort of shows, you do le- learn like little tricks here and there. That, but we yeah, did do, we, we did do very well with taxis. I'm not sure there was a show like this before we started, though. I know there's recaps, but there's not many racers that have done recaps before. No, I don't think there are. Yeah, any. yeah. Like Rob has a podcast, does it, and uh, he he his his Survivor po- his podcast is better than his Amazing Race podcast because he has such an insight on a Survivor podcast. And there's another. A recap show um, who have um, Marie, Marie Marie from uh, but she's right. uh, for somebody who's run the race <laughs> she, she doesn't sound well anyway we're, we're here to talk about us and I watch the shows where we support them it's not competition we, we were fans of the race so we're fans of all of that so what did you do is there anything you did uh, physically to prepare once you knew you were in um yeah well I used to actually um, teach Zumba. I used to teach Zumba and Pound Fit. Yeah, so so my cardio was really good. But then when we moved, we moved here. It was difficult for me to find a place to teach. So I did start running, and then. Um, but when I found out that we were going to be on the show, I went ahead and joined a gym and tried to lift weights. Um, <laughs> yeah, I thought picture preseason. I think of you like like. Like lifting up pole wall. I was like, dang, did it. Well, I'm try- I was trying to like lift weights, and I even um, would go ahead and eat whatever because I thought that if I was a little bit heavier, um, usually when I'm heavier, I kind of gain it in my, my bottom region. So I thought if I needed to like roll barrels or like kick stuff <laughs> or whatever, I would have that booty strength, you know? And, um, Sure, it was like having protein like four times a day. Yeah, you know, just like, oh, you know, mashed potatoes and macaroni and cheese. I got to, you know, carb up. I must say, enjoy my hands. When you do it on the race, you starve. Like, I've never been that hungry in my life. I know. Well, and then it doesn't help. So then, like, 
you know, I got it. I like, I'm like, and like I'm with a bunch of teeny tiny women. Like all the women are like this big. So it just made me look even bigger and it didn't help this. It didn't make me any stronger or any faster. I have one question for you because I noticed this when I was watching this episode. Usually by this point, the bat pads start looking kind of slim. You're in Cole's bat pad, still look kind of heavy. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, there, there comes a point where it's going to look a lot different. Okay. I just noticed that, like, I noticed that multiple times this episode because I also noticed a unicorn on Cole's bat pad. That's, that's, that's my unicorn. That was your unicorn. That's okay. my unicorn. Oh, but I can't say this. I actually think... At the airport um, to go to Armenia, I did get rid of a lot of stuff. I, I had I have repacked books to read. <laughs> so I had books and I had like extra leggings and um. So I mean, I, how did that survived long into the race? Is like I know I, for me and mom after the first lead. I like. I looked at her and I was like, I'm carrying both of these. I did to just throw out whatever I want. So I was just like getting rid of so much stuff. Yeah, I, I would got, say. 50% fifty percent of everybody's backpack was gone by the time we left Africa. Everybody's. Yeah, we were probably some of the latest. And I think, like, Brody, like, I opened my backpack, and Brody was like, oh, my God, Sherry, you got to get rid of that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, Team Alabama, representing Team Alabama here. Is, have, you guys, have you guys had a chance to uh, communicate or – off the air or do anything off air for Alabama wise. I don't know if there's something coming up like an Alabama state fair where you guys can get together. <laughs> what do you think we do down here, Justin? <laughs> I don't know how much stuff there is down there in Alabama where people get together. I know when I was in North Carolina, when the state fair was around, everybody from the state came to the state fair. So that's the closest thing I have to relate to it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we don't, we don't, we don't do that kind of stuff. I don't know. Do you? I, I don't know. I, like I said, I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> There's some like little magical world me. of Alabama I don't know of. <laughs> I don't go to. I don't go to. I don't go to state fairs because you know there's. It's kind of dirty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is there anything else before we get to our recap? Sherry, you're welcome to stay. You're welcome to go. I'm pretty sure oh. you have stuff to do. But um, Okay, do you want me to – should I go ahead and, like – do you want me to go ahead and, like, tell you about the oil filter or no? Yeah, okay, I, that's okay. what I want. Anything that okay, you have Okay, okay, okay. I didn't know when I should say that. Okay, so here's the story. I already <laughs> told you why I did why I did it. But – um. so when it, come, when it came down to it, I was turning and turning and – wait, okay – Gosh, my, son, my, my little kid is, like, sending me notes. I'm trying to read and talk to the time. But um, I couldn't get it off. So then um, the three, three of the guys tried to get it off. They couldn't. So then they said, go look and see if there are tools. So I looked through all the tools, and, and all the toolboxes, all there were were a bunch of little teeny tiny wrenches, you know, that, like, only had an opening this big. And um, so I found some sort of um, – uh, rubber, like a, a belt. I found a belt. So I thought, well, maybe I could get the belt and twist it off. And all it did was slide. And see, I didn't know how to get an oil filter off. So I thought, well, maybe an oil filter just needs like a little click. And then you pull it off. You know, like a jar, like a jar of pickles. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> so I was like tapping it with a wrench, like thinking if I had tapped it like pickles, it would get loose. And <laughs> 
it didn't. So I don't think people realize like how much I was trying. I was trying. And then finally when, you know, Bernie tried also and he couldn't get it off. So I was really frustrated and upset. My fingers were really hurting like badly at this point. And then Scott handed me this wrench, that chain thing. And I didn't know what that was. I'd never seen anything like that before. And he kind of told me quickly like how to put it on. And so that took forever for me to be able to get that on because it just, I mean, it just barely fits on there. And um, so by that point, emotionally, I just think I was just like so upset. I had already been crying. Um, I just, I wasn't thinking straight. And um, there's a, I don't know if you noticed that there's like a huge barrel under the car. And so I guess once I got the rich thing on, all I was thinking was just to pull it and pull it. And of course, obviously I was tightening it. I was tightening the hell out of that thing. I think they said that the whole car was moving as I was tightening it. Use the muscles. That I was tightening it so, so much. And my guess is that that's, at some point that's when Scott probably noticed what I was doing and was able to process it. And I think because I think because he's an OBGYN, he knows how to calm women down and get us to focus, like refocus, you know, because that's what you got to do. And so that's what he did. He just came in very calmly, explained it to me. Even like if you notice, he told me how to get up under the car. Mm -hmm. And so really to get it off, I had to do a back bend over that that big, huge barrel to get up under the car. And once I started moving it, it was it was wonderful. I was so excited. I was crying. I had I had oil all in my hair. Y'all don't understand how much oil I had all in my hair. <laughs> Little did you know, you're continue racing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh. So so I had oil in my hair for at least two days, and so I had to sleep. And so when I slept, you know, I could smell the oil all in my hair. And oh my god, and that's not good for your skin. I know. It's like it was. My nails were all completely black. My, they didn't show that because I showed Phil. I was like, look at my nails. You know, my nails were bad. And <laughs> how long did it take you? Yeah, someone asked how long did it take you to do the task. Yeah, how long did it take you? Oh, okay. I have no idea, but I mean, over, I mean, over an hour. Uh, a couple uh -huh. hours? I mean, I don't know. I mean, honestly, I have no idea. But you Think about this. I was there with Kurt. And everybody every, else came in. Everybody yeah. else was allowed. Everyone changed the oil, and it was not. It wasn't that you just changed the oil and you were good to go. They had to approve it, and some people didn't get approved right away. Um, they checked the oil, and if you didn't have the right amount, or if you had too much, you had to let a little bit out and put it, you know, close it back up. So, oh, wow. so it wasn't that they were just getting through like this either. Okay, I like that. Oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, like, I like that, um, I mean, this is kind of going a little ahead about the detour when they had to make the bread, that it wasn't just making 15, it was 15 good ones. So it was good that it wasn't just change the oil. There was, like, a certain measurement of oil that you had to have correct in order to move on. Right. You had, it had to be just right, and if you didn't get approved, then you had to refix it. And, and then um, it is kind of funny because... We finally finished it, and I don't know if you, what y'all don't know this, but I was pouring the oil in, and I was told that I was pouring it all over the engine, which is <laughs> it, which was true, but you know I didn't know that, so I was pouring it all in there, and I got approved. I was like, yeah, 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 and then the clue said, um, right in the taxi that you just changed the oil, and I was like. Oh my god. There's a fire about to be started. This thing is gonna catch on fire. <laughs> so yes. Who's your favorite child? 
Who is my favorite child? What? You can't ask that. That's not a fair question. <laughs> this is my, look, look at her. This is my favorite female child. I love it. <laughs> you got to throw it in the middle of something else so she just answers quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's, did I hear favorite? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we loved having you on. You're welcome anytime. And um, uh, I hope that you continue to be as strong as you have been and that this there's no tiffs that changes anything between you and Cole for the rest of the I race. I don't see it happening either. Yeah, we we get along very well. It's um it was we both went into this just let's just do our best and have a great time and and we really did. We had a great time. That's awesome. I like y'all. Don't let the don't let the internet haters get on y'all because y'all are y'all are doing great and y'all are, <laughs> y'all are still in and y'all are, y'all done y'all completed six sleds, which is a lot more than a lot of people in the world can say. That's true. That is very true. Thank you. And I've been watching a lot of the videos that your family's been making and hashtag family goals, family goals. So <laughs> thank thank you. you guys. Thank you for joining Thanks, us. Thanks, Sherry. Okay, bye. Okay, bye let me bye. just figure out how to get, how do I get out of here? I don't know. I've never done this before. Uh, if you okay. put your mouth over the, like the screens, there should be like a little red phone that you can hit. Oh, <laughs> oh crap, crap. I don't even know what I'm doing. Okay. <laughs> this is entertaining anyway. Okay, am I still on this thing? Yeah, you are. No, no you're not. Don't worry. <laughs> you're not here. We don't even know I you're I can't here. even like, oh. Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, you can hang, you can just hang out. Hit the mute button. Have fun. Okay, yeah. Um, if the huh? It's your final task. I know. Really? You think <laughs> it's, your, it's your final task? <laughs> Who said that? They my husband. My hero. <laughs> okay, can you find out where to go? Where did it go? I'm so sorry. I'm like delaying this now. No, you're fine. This is All hilarious. Right. Oh, there we go. Okay, yeah. so. Okay, I'm gonna click out this red. X button. Maybe that works. Bye. Bye. We'll see you, Sherry. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. That's She's awesome. so sweet. She's so cute. I can't believe she has six kids. And she's so calm. Right? I think it's because she has the kids. Like, I think if you have that many kids, yeah. you have to be calm. Yeah, you have to be. There has to be, like, some really good management happening. So she's good at staying calm and... Good on carrying on. Keep calm and carry on. It's Keep calm and carry on. All right, let's get to it. Let's get to it because this, you know, uh, finale for the Walking Dead tonight. We got to get ready. All right. Oh, God, I don't want to. Right, so the uh, episode six, uh, season 28, episode six recap kicks off with talk about bloaty. Is this There's some thing? cuddling. There's some little cuddling and canoodling going on. Is this yeah, still it, yeah, like the footage showed that it was a little more than what I thought it was. It was definitely cuddling, getting to know each other, as as Corey put it, just two people that were like each other. Like, I don't know about y'all, but during the race, I never felt clean. I just felt less dirty at times. Yeah. <laughs> I would have been like much into the cuddling. Like more power to them, but I'm not sure I could have been into the cuddling. No, we said that all the time. Like when we would wash our clothes in the sink, I said, this isn't clean. It's just not dirty as it was. I'm not as dirty as it was before. And anytime he wanted to be close to me, because we were just in so many hotter places, I was always doing the stiff, like, don't please, just, like, just leave me alone. Don't. That's my girl. Yeah, I don't like all that. So, uh, and we also find out that Brody has a crush on Tyler. Did, did we know this already? I mean, doesn't everyone have a crush on Tyler? It's that laugh. It's it's just contagious. It's just cute. <laughs> so they open up their clue and find out they're heading to the gateway of the ancient world, Yerevan, Armenia, and uh, which, as as Phil said, bridges the trade between Asia and Europe. I didn't know how important Armenia was. 
I had no idea what, where Armenia was. I'm just saying. I, I knew it was near Russia. I didn't know it used to be part of Russia. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I probably looked it up because that's where the Kardashians were from. And I was like, I've never even heard of this place until they came about. So they're Russian? No, they're Armenian. But wasn't it Russia when they... No, what? it was Armenia. Whatever. Oh, I'm sorry if I offend any Armenians. It's not the... I, I don't know the history. I'm a dumb American. Can we right, also so, talk about, like, the end of Lead 5, the teams were a lot closer than I thought they were. Like, the spread was only an hour from all the deep uh-huh. times. Yeah, oh, we yeah. saw that, too. Yeah, we, we noticed that it was an hour, but uh, I think there's only been one episode or one leg of this race where teams actually took separate planes. Yeah, that was what led to, wasn't it? Uh, it was it was early in the leg, so that's that's I think something it was like that too, because you had the you had like Marty and Hayden on a plane, Darius and Hammer on a plane. That's right, that's right. That's when they could book their own flights. Yeah, so that's something that uh, uh, one of the fans, I think Michael Jenks, brought up uh, earlier, and it's, I didn't even notice it. So that's not something that caught my attention until until he brought it up. Also, but, there was like three or four teams that were in shorts out there in the snow in France. Bless them. Yeah, and Cole was one of them, and I watched some extra footage, and they said, and Cole's mindset he was, was to go <laughs> if you dress for the summer, then you'll go it's to like the summer. It's like fake until you make it. Like, <laughs> we just fake up someplace warm, and that will be someplace warm. Although, I, I think I told Justin after watching the, like, the previously on and seeing all the snow, I said, I met, like, I like how the Amazing Race goes to some of those really, really, really extreme places. Yeah. And I think it's been a while since they've had many legs where it's been that wintry and that snowy. So I like that about it. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. I think different climates, especially it's all through one race where you can go from being on the beach in South America to being in the French Alps in the snow. And I think that's a, it's a cool dynamic. Tyler and Corey leave first, but it really doesn't help unless everybody's going to be stuck on the same flight. Uh, but we do find out that the winner of this leg is going to get an express pass. The first time an express pass has been introduced into the game this late, and they can use it up until the end of leg nine. What do you think about that? I think that is one of the most powerful things, especially this late in the game. Like at the beginning of the, the season, maybe it's not as strong. But I'm just going to point out, like, Mom and I beat y'all because we had an express pass. That's how powerful it can be. So it can either win you a leg or it can save you from elimination. And the fact that you're going to be getting it to use on lead seven, eight, or nine, when there's only going to be, what, seven, or seven six, five teams left? Right. Yeah, you use yours, uh, like, <laughs> leg six and seven, right? We, no, we use ours, like, five. Like five. So both express passes were gone by like five, and now right. they're just getting theirs on the sixth leg. So it's pretty interesting. I like it because it's a little twist, but it's not a huge twist. Uh, but I don't mind it. There are some people who are, who are not enjoying it. What do you like? What do you think? I like how it's introduced later because I feel like it's, you know, if you end up, see, the only thing that I wish that they would have done what they did on our season and had them give another express pass to somebody else only because Kurt and Brody are in the front and they got the express pass and they'll maybe stay in the front. That Or will it put a chart in on our back with that like yeah. U-turn? I bet you the well, U-turn board's going to come into play with that. Come back up. I agree, but I think it would have added another twist if they would have had to give it or if they would have been given to and had to give it to somebody else or maybe not an express pass, maybe just, I don't know. Maybe something else. <laughs> well, the express pass is going to be waiting there. And we scroll through some people's uh, conversations, and Scott is impressed with uh, Blair's performance so I far. I love this part. 
I loved it. I loved it when he said that he was, that he always knew that she was his equal. And this just, this just confirmed how, how qualified and how much of his equal that she really is. I thought that was really sweet because unlike Scott, my parents continue to say, you're my kid. You're always going to be my kid. You're always going to be my child. And I'm always going to be your parent. There's nothing you can do about it. Yeah. The race puts you in a different dynamic. Like as running with my mom, like, you can't have that dynamic in the race and be successful, in my opinion. I feel like you have to start seeing each other as not like parent and child. You have to start seeing like each other as partners in this like race around the world. Sure. Yeah, well, I think that also going back to this Express Pass, I think this is going to finally be the season where the Express Pass really, really means something. There's only been a few seasons, as many as it's been in, that it's really meant something. Obviously, it meant something for you guys because it helped you guys win a leg, but in the overall scheme of things, you guys would have been fine anyway. Oh, no, yeah, like we would have been third that leg. Yeah, so you guys would have been fine. Uh, so it didn't help you that much. It, may, it won you a prize. But here, this late in the game, and with that little few teams left, it could make a huge difference. The one time that uh, Kurt and Brody four are going to fall to the back of the pack, they're going to be saved by the express pass if they do it wisely. So uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the possible importance of this express pass. All right, so we move on. And Zach um, – had a hairy Armenian um, roommate in college. So, and do you know any Armenians besides the Kardashians? No, I don't think so. When was that? Was that during the episode or is that like a bonus scene? Because I do not remember hearing that. Yeah, he was running away when he ripped it open. He said, I had a roommate in college uh, that was Armenian and he was hairy. <laughs> and he was running out right, right before they uh, headed off to the opera house. Uh, they all get bunched up and then race out of the airport, which happened a couple of times with us. And I, I like watching the race at the airport because you could see who those hungry teams are and who those teams are like, you know what, we're all going to get there about the same time. I'm just, you know, running along. So I like seeing those hungry teams. Did you like uh, airport racing or was that uh, not something that you're... I'm not, I'm not a fan of his foot racing much as I like, would be if I went back again. Um, Mom used to not run that much, but now she's become like a beast. She does like half marathons and like mud runs. So she's been practicing. So like <laughs> anytime we could do like challenges to pass people, I'd love, but I'd hate the foot races. It's so weird now when we fly places to go through airports and not run. It just does not feel natural to walk through an airport. Like, no, Brandon, I think you have to because, like, if you don't run right off the plane, you're going to get stepped behind everyone else in customs. So, like, you have to pass by as many people as you can for customs. Yes. But it just you makes you seem with. like – it makes you seem so rude. I know. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse yeah. me. And you're just, like, flying past people. But it that definitely means, makes a difference. She got mad because I, I think I said at one point, I'm like, nobody's going anywhere that's as important as where we're going. You know, yes, thank you. Yes. I will say one time when I was on an airplane, I don't remember which <laughs> leg it was, but this one, with my mom and I were the back of the plane, and this one woman, like, was so angry about all the cameras and all the stuff that she, like, botched us out and wouldn't let us get off the plane before, like, anyone else. We're like, what is your issue, woman? But she, like, botched us yeah, out. So, if, like, if, if she wants the cameras gone, then she should let you go ahead of her. She's silly. All right, so no Everybody heads to the Yerevan Opera House and they find out that uh, they all have to wait till 8 a.m. until they can watch the performance of the Sabre Dance. And when they go inside, after they get their ticket from the ticket booth, they go inside and they were told to search the Opera House to find their next clue. Now, 
this is a controversial part when people watching it's like, duh, there's only one guy walking around there. Why didn't everybody just walk over to the guy? I'm just going to quickly relate this to one thing that I reminded me of on our race when it said to uh, at the finale, search the paddock for your next clue. And there was a guy with the horse there. Now, watching it, it's like, duh, just run to the guy with the horse. But that wasn't in the paddock. So. But the horse wasn't in the paddock. The paddock was behind the horse. So why did it say search the paddock for the horse? But <clears throat> I was getting too technical. But watching it, I'm like, duh, it's right there. So I think this might be the same case. Would you have ran over to the guy in hindsight, do you think? Oh, do I? What I have? No. Here's, no, here's the thing. It's so easy when you're sitting on your couch, the little blanket and your popcorn on Friday night to be like, oh, my God, look at that. There's a, He's there's right a, there. The issue is the cameraman's like focusing on him. But when you do the race in person, you haven't really slept in like a day and a half. You haven't really eaten. All you like you ripped a clue that was like, search the opera house for your next clue. And that's essentially all you get. So like you have no direction. So there's a few things about this though. Can I just say how hilarious that scene was? Like that music and like people crawling and looking and spitting. Like, I, I don't think I it was a coincidence. It. it was no coincidence that that was the song that was playing. But I mean, also you could have just kind of put it together. Like these people are practice dancing. We're looking around. This guy's cleaning before, like cleaning as they're practicing. Cause they just opened. So, so you clean it before you open and people are like, Oh my God, can't you tell that there's one of the classic amazing race plants? Well, amazing race doesn't plant as many people as you think they do. They're just a lot of people around. They don't have to sign waivers in those. I countries. thought it was funny how Matt like snuck it from, from his jacket, all sneaky. Matt was very smart, but here's the thing. The first team that got it was Kurt and Brody. And Kurt's been – Kurt, if you're watching, I'm very impressed with him this episode. He has, like, nailed everything properly during this episode. He got it within five minutes of this when it took almost uh, 45 minutes for the last teams to get it. So that made a 40-minute gap between him being smart enough to get it and smart enough to get it on the down low so every other team didn't know. Um, I also – the one thing I do find interesting is I'm surprised more teams didn't see each other get the clue. I will say, like, watching that, I think – I think – I can't – like, I have no validation or facts behind this, but I think Bernie saw Kirk get the clue, and then I think Cole saw Bernie get it. So I think that's how they noticed each other there. But there were so many other teams that didn't even notice this. Well, because I kind of thought the same thing. Like, wouldn't you notice that people were getting it in the same area? But maybe you were so focused on where you were looking that you just looked over and you saw somebody that had it and was running away and you didn't know where they were when they found it. I got some inside information speaking to one of the racers and they said that everybody knew that he had the clues, but everybody thought you had to hand him something that you found. Oh. So oh. people were finding things like when you see Corey handing him garbage, he, that's everything little paper that he found on the ground and he handed it to him. And then he only gave it to you when you said, do you have our clue? So you could just hand him something and he would take it and not do nothing. So you only time he asked is if, do you have our clue is when he would give it to you or like I Matt, did, just go over and steal it from his jacket. <laughs> that was crazy. But that, I mean, it's legal. It said search the opera house for your next clue. It didn't say search the opera house for something and hand it to the guy in the vacuum to receive your next clue. I mean, when, whenever you're struggling for that long, go back and reread your clue. If it doesn't say find something and hand it to someone, then just go to that someone. But. I also liked how there were so many like um, root infos. Yes. Like, like you went from the theater to the steps, from the steps 
or no, from like the airport to the to the ticket box, ticket box to the theater, the theater to the cascade. Yeah. I liked how there were so many opportunities to get ahead or change positions when or just possibly. not even doing a task, just have some navigation issues and have some separation because there's so many different navigation points. So they head to the opera house and uh, they do the saber dance. Now, what did you notice in here? I, I, from, from what it is, it was Kurt and Brody got it really, really quick. Sherry and Cole really, really quick. Bernie, Bernie and Ashley really quick. And then, then that's when the separation started after that. Um, was there anything that was to talk about here besides? Uh, I will say the one thing that – you already mentioned it was 45 minutes, but I was going to point out like how sweaty Tyler and Corey were at the end of it. So like they did work. It's not like they were there for a little bit of time. They did work trying to get well, that clue. They were up in the balconies and there were one point. They were like uh, at the soundboard or maybe that was Scott and. Scott and Blair are lifting the stage things I up. Know. Like, I know. They searched every nook and cranny of that place. And I felt bad for them because it seemed so simple. Like ask the silly and, guy. But you could identify with just how helpless you feel. Like at this point, oh they God. were just like, if we get out because of this, it's going to be devastating. Yeah. And it's the worst feeling for a team that's one, two, one, two, one, two to come to this. And it's like, Oh my God, this is what's going to kill us. So it's, uh, uh, it definitely caused some separation, which I really enjoyed. I also liked watching uh, Tyler crawl across the floor like this and in, in, in the shuffle mode, looking on the bottom of everything. I, it always shows that he's thinking and he's hustling. And he's one of the few there, Tyler and Corey, one of the few teams that's always thinking strategy, which I have to give him some, uh, some props for that. So after everybody gets their clues, they're told to head to the cascade to get their next clue. Sounds simple, right? But they have to climb 572 steps to get there. And uh, that sounds like a lot of steps to climb. Yes, Tyler and Corey posted that uh, they did steps. That was the number one thing they did to prepare for the race and running up and down steps. And they had a really hard time with this, so they know that everybody had a problem. With Can this. I tell you, like, what the producer could have been could have done that would just been cruel is like if they get to the top and they have to know the number of steps. Like, uh, that would have been, like, my thought if I did it. I would have been like, oh, good God, I'm, I'm going to make sure I count this and count it properly. No, but I agree. But I agree. I feel like that, like, just adding little things like that are adds difficulty, and it's an easy way to add difficulty. It's an easy way to separate teams. <laughs> well, I thought there was a me. Like, can you imagine getting at the top and then be like, how many steps were there? And you're like, oh, God, I didn't count. Google it. <laughs> Google it. Yeah, uh, yeah, that would have been torture if they had to do it, uh, count how many steps there was, especially 572 of them. I don't think many people could have survived the second or third attempt at it <laughs> in the same day. <clears throat> okay, so after they head to the top, it's a simple task. Uh, it's just a straight um, brute, I guess, muscle, muscle so task. You say simple. That thing would tire you out. Yeah, no, simple mental task, uh, the simple, hey, you go in a straight line and you, your thing is right there, you can see it, that, that way simple, but physically grueling and demanding, obviously. Uh, from there, they had to make a decision, thread or bread. Uh, me and Diana watching this, I initially wanted to go bread, but I said I would have 100% let Diana make this call here, and she would have chosen thread because that's more up her alley kind of attention to yeah, detail. But I also said it's just, I'm not, not, not as just weaving, but I feel like once you got the hang of it, then it wouldn't have been so bad where the bread, you had to make sure that you had 15 good ones. 15, and like I yeah. said before, I liked how it wasn't just make it and get away with it. It was, they really had to be judged. Yeah, and, not those holes, those huge holes in it. So they had to make yeah, 15 Armenian flatbreads. They're called lavash. Uh, 
and uh, the other one you had to thread 200, 200 stitches. stitches. 200 stitches of a traditional hand-woven Armenian carpet. I, I don't know if they gave the name of it. But, uh, Phil said it takes nine months to finish. And if you watch those professionals, how fast they were doing it, that is <clears throat> ridiculous if it takes nine months, especially at that pace. I love, though, how Cole stopped and, and like, kind of heard that behind him happening. Like, if you just stop and listen. It was music. You could hear, you could hear how fast the women were working. It was definitely impressive uh, to watch uh, the skills, but kind of boring in the long run because they're just people sitting there doing like this with their hands. There's not much to see after that. Uh, I like the thought of it, but the visual of it wasn't as great as I, I would have liked. I did enjoy watching the flatbread task. Uh, the, the, well, let's be the honest. Flat- no, the reason we liked that was Martina. That woman was <laughs> hilarious. Was that the girl that was eating like the whole loaf yes. of bread while she was watching? Yeah, she's pulling off pieces. <laughs> she didn't care. She was having a great time. Um, uh, uh, but which task would you have done, you and Mama? So Mom and I would have done thread um, for a few reasons. So when I was little, like we would do um, latch hook. <laughs> we would do la- no, no, no. We would do latch hook. You would do puzzles and then you would latch, right? <laughs> no, like my, my childhood was super interesting, y'all. Y'all don't even know. Um, but no, we did latch hook with my grandmother. So I think we would have like gone to that. And plus, too, I think that the bread had limited stations. Like if you looked at the bid shot, it looks like there was only three cooking stations. Mm-hmm. Um, and those, for the most part, make us nervous because you don't want to go somewhere and like waste the money to get there, not be able to do it, have to wait for someone, have to switch and spend money. Right. No, yeah, it's definitely a smart, uh, smart way to look at it. Uh, a couple of things to note from this task: uh, Kurt and Brody they went in, did what they do. They did really, really good job. I did notice one chance for uh, Bernie and Ashley to make a, a move here. It's when um, Kurt and Brody came back and said that some of theirs didn't get approved. Now, Bernie and Ashley knew that they had a couple that were bad. If they would have just sat there and made a couple extra, that would have been the chance for them to make that move and pass them. But if you, if we've been watching Bernie and Ashley, they're always consistent. They're safe. They made one huge move. It didn't pay off. They came into last place. So I could see if they're gunshot here and didn't want to take the huge chance at that and just said, you know what, let's go now and see what we got. Hey, one question. Michael James, you said, but does that help you in a way if you are further in line, James Earl? I'm a little confused what you're saying, but I don't think so. So let's say I'm the fifth person to rip the clue for the detour of seven. There's four people in front of me. There's only three pits. Why would I want to go there if there's a chance that it could be all like like um taken well that happened to the track stars in um argentina in buenos aires that there wasn't enough carts for them it just so happened that i think tanner and josh finished finished the task and was able to just give their cart to danielle and jasmine yeah i mean they they ran the risk of not having a cart for longer than that and possibly being eliminated and I think we just found Tyler Oakley's new line of merchandise for Fruit his of the Loom. website. Well, Fruit of the Loom would be a good sponsor for him now, which was the best quote, should have been the title quote. <laughs> I, I wrote the same out, thing. I literally wrote the same thing on my notes. It should have been title quote. Yeah. <laughs> so I think he should be, make those handmade bracelets that he'd made in college. I think the kids would love those if he made them handmade by Tyler Oakley. Go find all your handmade bracelets. Did you make they loom take, bracelets? Yeah, they, not loom, but string bracelets. Yeah, I know exactly what he's talking about. <laughs> I used to make them all the time. James Earl, was that part of you and Mama's uh, after school curricular activities, making I bracelets? I can't say making bracelets was. So we got puzzles, we got chuck. I don't know, <laughs> we'll figure out. My cousin and I used to sell them down down the shore. <laughs> 
we used to have like a little string stand and we actually had people that would come by pick colors and buy them and we would go drop them off at people that were vacationing so so, um, so it's a nice uh, little surprise here sherry and cole finish uh, the task really quick uh, and uh, they get out of there but it looked like the bread task was faster because the, those teams all got out a little faster than i don't think they did though. bernie and ashley didn't beat them i do like the order was brody turk sherry cole bernie ashley right so Sherry and Cole finished. Yeah, Sherry and Cole finished ahead of them, but everybody else behind. So Scott and Blair. Okay, so what did we notice at the uh, the thread task? Is there anything that stood out for you uh, besides Blair saying that she'll never let her dog pee yeah, on the carpet yeah. again? Which means what? You just let your dog pee on the carpet? <laughs> I feel like that's a loaded question. Like you expected me to like, there's something I'm missing. I feel like this is a Justin question. No, I mean, I noticed that my team, Zach and Rachel, like this is their best performance since the show started. And my team that's scheduled to win, that's going to win this whole thing is peaking at the right time. When they went into this task, like sixth or whatever, and they just came out second and killed Let's it. Let's not forget who my teams are. What? What are you Kurt doing? Brody, <laughs> Scott Blair, and Tyler and Corey. I have all three. I'm just saying, well, I, my two teams at this point in the race are doing pretty good. It's Sherry, Cole, Bernie, and Ashley. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Well, my boys, Zach and Rachel, no, they did a great job this task, and they killed it. So it was definitely something that I was looking forward to, uh, them finding their stride and taking the lead. And they had to go to these party buses. Now, the party buses were a little different. Some of them were actually more party uh, than others. And, of course, it Kurt was – Kurt Brody had a banging bus. And Kurt and Brody had, like, the DJ was playing the, the music. They were dancing. I mean, Kurt was even up doing his thing, where, and Brody was the quiet one now because Kurt – I think this is his element – the dancing did you guys uh what do you guys thought about think about the party bus i mean the party bus was fun i mean it, it is pointless. what it is, I, is it I just know, here's the thing here's the thing what i don't like about it either as like a racer and a viewer it's another way to filter people to make sure they get to the right location so all you have to do as a racer is make it to the bus which i did it's a challenge but another a harder challenge would have to be like make it out to that random place out there I don't oh, know. without taking that bus. So they did say, the clue said, take a bus. And the first thing Blair said was, uh, if it says travel by bus, can we take a cab? Right. And I want to was- talk about that because people gave them a lot of smack, but she wasn't wrong. Like they no, weren't. That was a great edit. No, it was a great edit because it said everybody actually had to take a cab to the bus. Right. Yeah, yeah. so nobody could get to the bus by a bus so you had to take a cab to the bus so it definitely good editing to make her look like ding like i guess what with their edit for her is this season which is just a simple daddy's girl but you know she's still powering through and making it to it bezos for pesos my team so we had to go to another beautiful location to look at and from what I was told, this is uh, actually a good point. Hold on, one one thing. Sharon's like, do you think they wanted us to be safe? We were in Armenia. I'm just saying. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah. Oh yeah. I, okay. I I'm all right with that. I definitely I don't want <laughs> don't want that follow car to have to become a chase car. <laughs> all right. So we head to Mount Ararat, which Diana said was. That's the location where they think uh, Noah's Ark is. Sorry. So it has it has some kind of uh, biblical biblical ties, Mount Ararat, uh, and it's a beautiful location that 
where taxis go to get their oil changed. <laughs> it's a uh, seems like the side of a hill where people playing dominoes and backgammon and and getting their oil changed. It didn't look like something that the race set up. It looked like it was something that was really there. Yeah. Well, they had the the lifts. Yeah. So. Uh, it was a beautiful location. I, I don't know if, if it's big with Armenia. Uh, the only thing that I could find out different about this is that Mount Ararat is behind it, which is well, obviously one of the most uh, beautiful uh, locations in Armenia. But the taxis are, are, are really Russian made. It's, I don't know. It was just kind of a, it was, I like the location, but the task is changing oil so they go to uh the 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 taxi jiffy lube in the sky and <laughs> kurt has issues pumping the wrong oil can sherry has issues getting her filter off um and then we finally got some scheming going on what can i tell you, you the, the biggest issue with this roadblock and i'm sorry i just i, I don't mind the the changing the oil is the roadblock task the biggest thing i think of is that it funnels people like only two can go at a time and I really dislike that because at one point in time, you see that like Zat, Matt, Scott, and uh, Tyler are just sitting there like waiting and waiting yeah. and waiting. And I don't like that as a racer. Like that is never a good thing. Like these challenges are meant or they should be meant for you to be able to like do a little like pull in, uh, um, pass and go almost. And right. they kind of hindered you. No, I, that's definitely something that I wonder why they, the, the mindset behind that. But it also led to something that we haven't seen too often, which people thought was like, why is nobody getting penalties? Why is there so many people helping? All right, well, let's clear things up. The rules are simple. If you're not participating in a roadblock, you can't help. You can't help anybody. Whoever's not participating can't help. The people who are in the roadblock can help each other if they want. It doesn't make sense to help each other because you're competing against those people directly into the roadblock. But in a situation like this, I thought there was some good strategy uh, when they found out Sherry was basically clogging up one of the, uh, the, the, the lifts. And it was a race to see literally every single person passed Sherry that was really in that other lift. That, I mean, like, I just put myself in Sherry's shoes. And it was just tough for her, like, to watch her struggle and then to have all the other teams come and go and pass you and kind of look and not help or help a little bit and still not be able to move forward. was. And she knew what her problem was. She just needed to get this thing off. It's not like she couldn't figure out like me. I can't figure out what to do with my meat. But she was uh, just she just physically felt like she couldn't do it. And, and that's going to be terrible. I, don't, I, I actually like the strategy between the people. The one thing that I didn't like, or I wouldn't have liked if I was doing the task. So I think at one point in time, I forget who it was. I think Zach was doing the task. And then I think Matt and Tyler were just like watching on. I wouldn't like that if I'm the person doing the task, because I'd want them to have to like struggle and figure out what to do just as much as I am. Oh, so they learn how to do it by watching you. Right. And it's smart. I'm not faulting Matt and Tyler because, like, if I'm that person that's waiting in line, I'm going to do the same exact thing. But if I'm the person doing the test, I would be, like, doing my best to try to hide what I'm doing. Yeah, I saw that, too. Like, watching other people, like, watching them watch how to do it. And I, I almost, James, I'll agree with you. Like, it's almost like, stop 
get out of here. You're on your own when it's your time. Uh, Bernie and Ashley had a, an amazing leg. I think one of their best legs uh, so far, consistent. And they got to this task, and we found out that Bernie used to use his mechanic skills to pick up chicks in college. And he came hey, in. Girls his- love mechanics. <laughs> girls just want a mechanic to trust. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I- I'll go out with him because if I ever need something in my car, I know I can trust him after. <laughs> but Bernie, Bernie did a great job uh, flying through this task. Um, and he even on the way out. <laughs> Even on the way out, helped Sherry a little bit. So it seems like everybody at some point tried to help Sherry except Kurt and Brody, and I'm not going to be upset with Kurt and Brody because they were racing for first place with them. Everybody else was just racing not to get last. I think Sherry said earlier that Kurt did help her. I think Kurt was one of the teams that she listed that was in there. Oh, wow. If that's the case, then he's a, he's a bigger man than me, like racing for first place. I mean, I, mean, I may be wrong, but I think I remember her saying that. It might be. I'm, I'm, I might be wrong. I, I definitely miss things. Uh, Scott was the one, though. Scott was the superhero. He helped her, uh, at least three separate occasions that they showed uh, on the race. I think Scott and Blair were the superhero. Like, one helped physically, one helped emotionally. I, agree. Oh, t- yeah. I was wrong. I was wrong. Kurt did not help. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. So, I, so Kurt, I mean, I definitely, if you're racing, you're racing for first. There's a whole separate mindset racing for first than not racing for last place. Not racing for last, you can help people as long as you know somebody's behind you. Racing for first, you can't let anybody get ahead of you, so it's hard to help somebody um, unless you're really on your way out. Uh, the best part of this for me was watching Tyler uh, – come up and talk to the camera and break the third wall a little bit and say, listen, this is strategy time. I need to go help. I need to go help uh, Scott and make sure he's done so I can have a chance at Sherry because she's still struggling. And some people online I read was like, why didn't he just run over and help Sherry and then try to beat Scott? Well, Scott didn't look like he was having problems. You want to help the person who's already got it. So you have a chance that somebody who's having problems. Yeah, Sherry wrote that only Zach, Matt, Scott, and Bernie helped. But it's cute that it was all the men. It was all the boys. I mean, all the boys did the roadblock, but it was just, it was sweet because it's that moment of all kind of being a helpless girl. Oh, help me, help me. Oh, help me. <laughs> Whatever. I, don't think, I think Sherry's the furthest thing from a helpless girl. Oh, no. I Yeah, but you just can't not help her when she needed the help. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't mind that, that help. Uh, there's been a lot of helping this season, but didn't mind yes. that. I'm but they, you can tell this episode, they're getting a little more competitive, and I like it. And, I mean, I think the same thing happens every season. Like, the first couple episodes, everyone's trying to be nice, but then you start he- feeling the heat. Because by this point in time, most teams have been at the back of the pack. I think there's only right. one team that really hasn't experienced that yet, and it's Brody and Kurt, but everyone else has felt that pressure. Yep, and this is when uh, we see everybody getting it and leaving, and then Tyler and Corey, and it's uh, down to Tyler and Corey and Sherry and Cole, and they're all racing to get out of there, and then it's, something happens with the cars, and it seems like Tyler and Corey went the wrong way, and Sherry and Cole may have passed them, and things were happening, so I had to reach out to find out what the details were on that. But if you just kind of think about it, it was a keep-on-racing leg, so everybody that went up the mountain was coming right back down the mountain, so the cab that she thought was Tyler and Corey's going the other way was actually one of the other teams coming back from the keep on racing leg. So it didn't, wasn't as close. It was within five minutes for sure, but it wasn't like, wow, they just cab ride past them. Oh. So it was definitely close, but the, the cabs that passed them was another 
Cavs going the other direction. So it came down to a non-elimination leg, which I don't think was a surprise to anybody. Whereas, were you guys surprised? That no, I wasn't no. surprised, but thank you, thank you, thank you, producers, for finally editing like this. I think I've said, like, I don't know when I said it, but one of these recaps, I was like, you lose all the, like, tension of the episode when the first team checks in and you give them a clue and you're like, and it's keep racing. Because then you're like, for the rest of the episode, you're like, whatever. Because, like, well, if we had known, like, if, imagine this. Turd and Brody checked in. You give them the express pass. And then you're like, Andrew, keep racing. All the tension from the roadblock would mean nothing. Like, we wouldn't even mm-hmm. have the discussion about the roadblock because no one would have cared. Are keep on racing legs always non-elimination? I mean, I guess uh, we yeah. ask the chat room. Because in our season, you know, when we checked in, we knew it was a keep on racing. But we didn't know that you and Mama weren't going to get eliminated in Paris. So no, I'm but he's talking about the editing from the viewer's standpoint. That we, the viewer didn't know it was a keep on racing leg like, until the last point. Right. I and like that. There are three editors that watch this show, and I'm pretty sure that you influence the way they edit it. I doubt that very much, but... <laughs> I'm, a, I'm, I'm like 95% sure that it's your... So kudos, James Earl. I, no, that's not true. But, Diane, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think there's ever been a case where it was a, continue, a continue, continuing of the race that was elimination. I can't okay. remember a time that's done that. Not okay. off my head either, yeah. Not that I can remember. I keep on racing like so. They had the pit stop was at the Temple of Garni, which was beautiful. Looked like ancient Greece or Rome. Yeah, like it was, it was really. Uh, I mean, the places are beautiful that they're going to, and, and I, I wish they would have used Armenia in a different way. Obviously, there was I think things they could have done at different task points, but I again uh, a lot. I didn't even think about the safety reasons, so a lot of things may have been listen. We had to go to these outskirts towns. These, you can control a town of 100 people rather than a huge town. So I don't know. We had uh, Kurt and Brody finishing in first place. Uh, they get this express pass that they have to use within the next three legs. Uh, super powerful, I think, for a team that strong uh, to be doing it. Um, uh, also, some uh, second place, Bernie and Ashley uh, pulling in a great leg for Diana's team. No, uh, that's James Earl. Oh, I'm sorry. I have, for, uh, I have for, Kurt and Brody. For, uh, Diana's in first. You're in second. My team's in third and fourth. Uh, Zach and Rachel consistent. Their best legs so far. Uh, peaking at the right times. Matt and Dana, you didn't really hear anything. No, from they this were leg. so quiet this episode. Here's the thing: I actually don't remember hearing Dana say a word this episode, and I'm probably wrong. But like, I think no, Matt I was said the same talk- thing. Yeah, she might have said yes or, uh, you know, something like that. Like, you, like, he asked if she was okay at one point. Uh, I don't even think they got so, a response from that. There. I, like, I remember that. Because <laughs> like, I thought the first time, I was like, I didn't hear Dana. And then I, when I watched it the second time, I'm pretty sure like he said that. And then I like, turned away before she said anything. The editors uh, watched her uh, response to episode two, and they were like, all right, we're just going to cut. Oh, that's not true. No, no, no. Here's what happened. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm joking. The middle, like, the middle teams always, like, kind of just getting forgotten during that episode. Yeah, well, I think really the only thing that I heard her say was when they got to the carpet place and it was like her back was turned to the camera, but she had spoken to the person and said, can you show us how to do this? And that was it. But I said to Justin, I said, wow, Matt and Dana are really quiet this episode. Yeah, and I think they're one of the strongest teams, but it's, it's such a weird edit at this point. Uh, followed by uh, Scott and Blair, uh, Tyler and Corey. and. And then Sherry and Cole with the keep on racing legs. And there was a little controversy because she said blondes don't have blondes change your oil. What? Don't take away from that girl power. Stop it. People change your oil. The majority of them are not blondes. It's okay to say it. Because the majority of humans are not blonde. People take this so seriously. And you have to remember, like, it's, it's just, 
It's not that serious, guys. It's a television show. Yeah, it's like it was a joke. God, blondes have more fun. Oh my God, no, we don't. Like, you're gonna get offended by that too. Stop it. So next week, the big dance challenge that we've been waiting for. This is where it could uh, save. If Matt and Dana don't do some cause some separation here, then their uh, advantage is done. Here's the thing: I this totally is- think they're gonna win that sled. But like I said a few weeks ago, when like when I saw just the clip of Dana looking like. And I'm sorry, Dana is a beautiful, wonderful dancer who kills it. But like that clip I saw from weeks ago, she looked like she was struggling. She looked like she was just like moving 90 to nothing, not 100% sure where she was going. And if she's yeah. doing that, I can't even imagine some of these, these other teams. And yeah, well, like when wait. I saw the preview, I said, nope, nope, <laughs> she says, nope, nope, nope. nope. I, I, wish I so- said, I would have rather danced the tango blindfolded <laughs> than have to do that kind of dance. Uh, yeah, Zach, no way. Zach and Corey both look like they're struggling with that dance as well. So it's going to be another cool episode with the dance challenge. And there's an episode kind of like the one with the meats where people are cutting up their fingers. It's a bloody fingers no, episode. No, it looked like they were making advocates, but... They were doing something, but the guy was t- they were talking about cutting their fingers. So I remember that yeah. feeling from the meats. And uh, mm-hmm. So I think next episode's going to be great. But overall, for this episode... I, I thought it was a great episode. I enjoyed the episode. The last uh, 15 minutes, definitely better than the first, uh, first part of it. Uh, beautiful scenery. Uh, I love that it's a new country. Wish they would have used the country in a, in a better way, yeah, highlighted right. it better. Uh, the lavash was really cool. Uh, the rugs. I, say, were cool. I thought they did some really cool stuff there. I, I don't get the hate on that that some people are saying. But well, I, I think like the rugs thing. Instead of doing it inside of a factory in a, in a little simple room like that, you kind of had to do something else to make that more visually interesting uh, or something. Uh, but, here's but like here's the thing. So people are like. And I think Michael James mentioned this earlier, and I just didn't respond yet. But like, if you think back through it, we saw the Yerevan Opera House with that saber dance and those like traditional like instruments, which I've never seen those instruments before. Then you go to the Cascade, and then you see the um, lavish, and then the thread count. Granted, the oil thing is kind of weak. I'll give you that. It's not like you can change oil anywhere. But everything else up to that episode was really cool. And I think the change in the oil had to like really showcase the mountain. Mount Ararat behind it. It it always has beautiful places to go to and things to see. Like, you know, the steps, it was awesome, but we really didn't, we didn't get to see like one long shot with two teams on the steps, like racing up against each other. So what's the point? If you're not going to have like some sort of like foot race going up the steps. Yeah, but there was definitely two teams on the steps at the same time. One aerial shot of the two teams flying. I saw Phil with a behind the scenes shot of a drone. So I know they had it, but I don't know. Uh, all right, let's uh, what, what else? What did you think of the episode, Dana, uh, overall? I liked it. I liked how there were so many, um, so many root infos that it took them a couple different places to get there. Instead final, of just like, detour, roadblock, detour. Yeah, home. I liked how they were traveling a lot. I think it gives a lot of chance for people to jumble up the mix. Um, I mean, I, I kind of liked that they had Mount Ararat on there. I thought that was beautiful. The temple at the end was beautiful. And I think it does showcase what Armenia is known for. And the next time that you see a rug like that, you're going to realize how long it takes, that it takes nine months. Yeah, definitely. And you're not going to let your dog pee on it. No, 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 never. All right, before we get to our awards, I got a couple questions. One from Reddit from Dudmeister5. Could or should Scott uh, have teamed up with Sherry to try to eliminate Tyler and Corey? Should that have been more of a, hey, we need to make that more of a point? What do you think? I think when you're that far back in the pack as Scott and Blair were, because at that point they were thinking like five of seven. 
you need to just get ahead of as many teams as you possibly can because you never know what's going to happen next. So, granted, I know you have a tattoo right here. That tattoo driver could get lost, or they could drop you off at the base of a mountain and it's a foot race to the top of the mountain, which do you really want to, like, put your betting chips on Tyler and Corey are going to take longer. So, let's, like, I just – I feel like when you're in the back of the pack, you can't take those risks. What about you, Diana? Team up to get the, the mm. strong team out while they're on the bottom? No, I I kind of like when everybody just wants to beat them, like beat you without scheming and just doing it because you're a good Oh, there's team. nothing wrong with scheming, in my opinion. I'm just saying. <laughs> I know. And if we were in a different position, you know that we would have been scheming. Uh, and in the chat room earlier, Almendra, uh, could you guys talk about how much communication you have with the cameramen? Do the cameramen know the route from the beginning of the race? Uh, and uh, do you have the same cameramen the whole race? Diana? Um, no, you don't have the same cameramen. They rotate through. So you might only see one team, but sometimes you might get more than once if you last long enough in the race. And... A, a cameraman know, I think, what you're doing that day and maybe, like, the next day if it's a keep on racing light. But they don't – I don't – I mean, they really are very secretive about what they know and what they don't yeah. know. They don't tell us anything. They're in, like, a big group text message but, and they find out stuff as it happens. But you definitely know that they know where they're going sometimes because they have to communicate where we are to security and probably things like that to keep us safe and them safe as well. All right. So – Diana, who is getting put in check on this, this episode? No, see, well, look, put in check originated with having to put people in check for the way that they talk to their teammate. No. And well, nobody really. Not just talk to the teammate for doing that's something what it stupid. Meant, okay, that's what it meant. Like that, yeah. yeah, but that's what it meant for me, doing something stupid. I mean, I'd put everybody in check then for looking around ridiculously in the theater as long as it took them before they realized, let's, let's ask the only thing that really stands out. So. Putting the whole, I'm the whole everybody group, in except those first teams that, yeah. got, him within, that yeah. got him in within five minutes. Okay, uh, James Earl, seal clap. Who is getting the seal clap? My seal clap is actually going to go to Blair this episode because she just warmed my heart and made me so happy with just coming over and giving Sherry a hug. Like she knew that's all she needed <laughs> at the moment. She just walked over and just gave her like a big hug and then was like, I don't care about the oil. Like just shut up. I don't care about that. And just like gave her the hug that she needed. Just sometimes you just need a hug. Well, there you go. See, that's something I would never even thought of. I just need a hug. For me, uh, it was tough. Uh, I had wanted to give it to Kurt for, for being so aware and finding the, the, the guy in, in the opera house within five minutes and causing the biggest separation of the whole race with that one move. Uh, but I don't know if that's really a super fan move or if he just kind of like walked into it. It is. I mean, in a way, it. it's kind of looking at the only thing that, that doesn't stand out and realizing it. But – I'm 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 gonna give it to Tyler and Corey or Tyler. Well, I guess yeah, it's but they Tyler. just talked about strategy. Nobody did anything. No, Tyler went over and tried to help. Like his thought process was, "Hey, listen, I'm I'm last right now, and if I don't do anything, then I'm last. So I have to do something instead of standing here." And he made he was he caused action rather than just waiting. He, he made the action of I'm going to physically help him so he can get out of the way so I can have a chance at winning. So. I'm going to give it to uh, – I'm going to – I'll give it to both of them. I'm going to give it a tie, the first time ever. It's going to Kurt for, for being aware and causing huge separation and Tyler for, and he for always up, being – up playing the game. Shot. Who? Tyler. Tyler did. Like oh. He did. Like, he did part of it for him. Yeah. 
All right, can I, can I give you all the updated uh, averages? Oh, yeah, this should yeah. be interesting now that uh, they got a six under their belt. Yeah, there's a little bit of a shakeup, just one shakeup. So bottom to top, Marty and Hayden, unfortunately, will always be at last at 9.5, followed by Darius and Cameron at eight. Um, Stott and Blair moving on up at 7.5, Sherry and Cole 7.3, Aaron and Jocelyn 7.2, Brittany and Jess to seven. So Sherry and Cole, Stott and Blair are about to bump up. They have to, like there's no way they can't. <laughs> so we're at the top five teams, Zach and Rachel 5.2, Bernie and Ashley 4, uh, Dana Matt 3.2. Now, here's where the switch-up happens. Tyler and Corey now 2.3, with Brody and Kurt at 2. So, Brody and Kurt actually has the best averages this far, and they have actually never wow. been in the bottom half of the race. Wow. That's, well, that's impressive. That, that is impressive. Uh, I, I was never, we never had that chance because we started out at 9, so we always had to try to make our average better. Uh, but they're right along the top here, and uh, – I mean, those top two have a chance at you know, a chance at uh, cracking the top three all time if they could uh, they can maintain a first and second. So what are what are your predictions at this point? Does anybody want to change their prediction? Anybody want to? No, I'm going. Uh, choose I, who they're backing. No, I'm so, I'm, so I'm not giving up my teams. Kern Brody are at the top. Scott and Blair are moving on up, and Tyler and Corey had a little bump, but they'll be back. I yeah, think Bernie I and Ashley are making moves. I really do. Um, Bernie, they are a strong team right now, for sure. And here's the thing. Sherry and Cole, I know that they've been at the back a lot, but they're staying alive, and that's all you got to do. Yeah, they make you move at the right time. The, the cheerleaders did it. They were near the back to the middle of the pack and then just started powerhousing their way to the top. So, all right, we're really excited about this. Guys, I don't I, – see, I didn't ask in the beginning because I wanted to see how many were going to do it, but I'm a little disappointed with the thumbs-ups, the likes, the shares. Jesus, how many subscribers? Michael Jenks has been pushing it. I know. Jenks is a hero. Jenks is a rock star. I mean, we get thousands of people watching every week, and I only have a couple hundred subscribers. I mean, come on. If you're going to watch every week, click the little subscribe. All right. Thank you guys so much for everything. We love and appreciate each and every one of you. Uh, if you could help us and tell a friend about this for the next three or four weeks, however long um, James Earl's schedule, we're going to be on at seven o'clock. Um, it's all of April, unfortunately. It's okay, man. Uh, we're lucky to have you, uh, to have somebody, uh, <laughs> a doctor, take time out of his schedule. I mean, you could if you charge by the hour, I'd be broke by now. So <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate Sherry uh, for, for joining us as well. Yeah, it was, it was good to get you, to her. Yeah, you have a, a beautiful family. And I was not joking when I said hashtag family goals. Um, I really appreciate watching you guys. And whenever you guys get your own TV show, I'll definitely be watching it. So until next week, next Sunday, 7 p.m., we will be back. Uh, uh, there might be a problem with that next week. We'll be at Reality Rally. Oh, we'll be in Temecula, California <laughs> at Reality Rally. And, we'll have to um, do with Mama D and James Earl. We'll have to call you in. We'll have to see, yeah. Yeah. We'll, oh, do it out there. All of y'all will be out there. Yeah, yeah, so maybe we'll have a bunch of surprise guests next week. Oh. So Look, the, he, he's not even thinking right. He's not even thinking right. Oh, well, that's going to be awesome. Yeah, so we're going to have a – we'll have some surprise guests next week. Definitely stick around. And I'm going to tease it right now. Corey – will be joining us as our special guest next week. Yay! So, uh, Corey will be here. Uh, I know Diana is super excited to have one of her teams join us again. Especially cutie like Corey. Oh, God.
All right. So, hey, Dan, what do you say? Wow, you made it all the way through the podcast. If you want to continue to support the Races Recap, please check us out at racesrecap.com.